Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the search for a motive in that Colorado massacre hours before the alleged killer appears in court. Sources tell CBS News investigators are narrowing in on possible mental illness as they dig in to the 21-year-old shooter's bizarre behavior and his past. What he asked police when they arrested him and why he once described blacking out while attacking a classmate. Plus, remembering the fallen, the beloved supermarket employee and the co-worker who was the love of her life. Taking point, the Biden administration allows in a television camera for the first time to get a look inside a holding facility for migrant children. As President Biden puts his vice president in charge of the growing crisis at the border. Progress stalled. With coronavirus infections rising in nearly half the country, the nation's top infectious disease expert says we still haven't turned the corner on the pandemic. The move from the White House tonight to get students back in school. Moment of attack. The up-close images of a fallen Capitol Police officer under assault. Why these pictures could reveal what killed him. And the new court filings. Did extremist groups coordinate the January 6th riot? Our series, Women and the Pandemic. The hidden health risks from all those delayed cancer screenings. Could you have missed an important diagnosis because of COVID? And from mega hit to music history, how this number one song is now part of America's permanent musical record. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Margaret Brennan.
We're going to begin with the search for a motive in that Colorado massacre. The 21-year-old accused of opening fire at a Boulder supermarket Monday will make his first court appearance tomorrow, charged with 10 counts of murder. Tonight, sources tell CBS News that investigators still don't know what drove Ahmed Al-Issa to kill, but they are now focusing on his mental health. Former classmates paint a portrait of a volatile young man with an explosive temper. One teacher telling police he attacked another student with a look of pure anger. We're also learning more about the victims and hearing from a survivor who worked inside that store and lost his girlfriend in the carnage. Meantime, here in Washington, the White House is pushing ahead with gun reform, saying that if Congress won't act, President Biden will consider several executive actions, including one to strengthen background checks. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is going to lead our coverage tonight from Colorado. Good evening, Jonathan. Margaret, tonight police are building a profile of their suspect. They're looking at everything from his behavior on the day of the shooting at this market to his past run-ins with the law. According to police, 21-year-old Ahmed Alisa, seen here after the shooting, dropped his weapons and removed all of his clothes except for his shorts before he was taken into custody. Asked by police then if anyone else was involved, he only answered by asking to talk to his mother. This was not the first encounter with police. In 2018, while in high school, Elisa was convicted of misdemeanor assault for beating up a fellow student. He said he had been bullied by the student for a year because of his Middle Eastern background. Although dozens of witnesses said the attack was unprovoked, he said he was so angry he blacked out. He threatened that he was going to kill everyone and no one actually took it seriously. Ten people from the Boulder community lost their lives on Monday. Oh, if there's a shooter, active shooter somewhere. Clint Ponsford was seen on a live stream standing at the entrance. He wanted to run inside for good reason. Why did you want to get into the grocery store that day? Looking for my girlfriend, Terry. Make sure she was okay. Ponsford met his girlfriend, Terry Liker, 30 years ago there on the job. They are both autistic and bonded instantly while bagging groceries. And it was here on the job Monday, he says he lost his best friend. What did you love most about her? What are you going to miss most? Being with her, doing things with her. Ponsford saw the gunman shoot his first victim outside before carrying out his rampage inside. What's your message? To those people out there that want to hurt others. Show people how you should be treated lovely ways. Lovely ways that for Ponsford began and ended in the aisles of a grocery store. And today, this afternoon, the community gathered to pay tribute and to remember Officer Eric Talley. Again, he leaves behind seven children. The suspect faces 10 counts of murder and life in prison if found guilty. Margaret. Thank you, Jonathan. Tonight, Vice President Kamala Harris has an important new job, leading the administration's effort to stem the surge of migrants crossing the southern border. So many are coming in that the administration is looking for new facilities to house them. CBS's Janet Shamling reports tonight from the border in Texas. Tonight, reporters are getting their first look inside the Carrizo Springs facility in Texas, a shelter to more than 700 teen boys who crossed the border without parents. The image is highly sanitized compared to this footage, showing highly overcrowded centers. 
President Biden today announcing Vice President Harris will take charge of the growing crisis. But I've asked her, uh, the VP, today because she's the most qualified person to do it. The number of unaccompanied minors apprehended at the southern border this month is on track to be the highest ever. The administration is struggling to house them, and Republicans are laying blame. It is an emergency. It is a crisis. It is one of their own making. CBS News has learned as many as 3,000 children will be housed at a San Antonio Coliseum. The administration now on track to open seven emergency centers. The numbers of crossings are surging. CBS News joined Texas troopers watching a steady stream along the Rio Grande. There's little they can do. We met this Guatemalan mom and her son at a shelter, where she told us she paid a smuggler more than $3,000 to get across the border. She left two younger children behind. Ruben Garcia runs Annunciation House with shelters in both El Paso and Juarez. They've seen 10 times the number of migrants in recent weeks. We are going to see a significant number of Central Americans enter the United States. The question is going to be whether they enter in a disorganized, chaotic, risk-filled manner or whether they enter in an organized, planned manner. But for now, the issue is space. CBS News has learned that two military bases here in Texas, along with one in Colorado, could become the next spots to house migrants in a sign of just how desperate this situation has become. Margaret? And no sign of it stopping. Thank you, Janet. Tonight, we're learning new chilling details about the assault on the U.S. Capitol, including new evidence of coordination between extremist groups. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has more on this. Tonight, new court filings reveal social media messages showing a member of the Oath Keepers militia group, Kelly Meggs, appeared to be plotting with other extremist groups, including the Three Percenters and Proud Boys, weeks before the January 6th attack on the Capitol. We have decided to work together, he wrote in a December 19th Facebook message, and later claimed to have orchestrated a plan with the Proud Boys. In another message, he described the Proud Boys as a force multiplier, adding the Oath Keepers could splinter off the main group of Proud Boys and come up behind them. Expletive crushed them for good. And here promised a heavy QRF, or quick reaction force, 10 minutes from the Capitol. Federal prosecutors tell CBS News they're weighing possible sedition charges against some of the hundreds arrested. Here, there's no argument that it's just talk and by the same token, no argument that it's protected speech. Once you're throwing fire hydrants and spraying bear spray and storming the Capitol and breaking windows, that's not political speech by any measure. Also tonight, dramatic new video showing the moment alleged rioter Julian Cater sprays Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick with what prosecutors say was bear spray. Here you can see Sicknick's reaction as he doubles over. He died a day later. His cause of death has not been released. Cater and George Tanios have been charged with assaulting Sicknick. And tonight, the Capitol Police tells us the outer perimeter fencing around the Capitol has been completely removed. But you can see there are Jersey wall barricades. And if you get closer to the Capitol building itself, another fence line, that fence line is going to stay for the time being as security is still being beefed up around the Capitol. Margaret. Chris, thank you. Tonight, the White House is repeating its call for new gun laws. But the administration is also making clear that if Congress doesn't act, it might take action on its own. CBS's Weijia Jiang reports from the White House. 
Vice President Kamala Harris sent a message today to her former colleagues on Capitol Hill. We need the Senate to act. If the Congress acts, then it becomes law. And that is what we have lacked. But Republicans are resisting reforms, even rejecting measures to strengthen background checks, which most Americans support. Every time there's a tragedy, that is a uh, yet another reason to say that white extremism is the biggest threat to the country and that we need to gather up everybody's guns. With legislation unlikely, the White House is considering at least three executive actions, closing a loophole that allows unlicensed gun dealers to avoid doing background checks, blocking the sale of gun-making kits, and providing more funding to fight gun violence. But Mark Barden wants to see new laws. His seven-year-old son Daniel was killed in 2012 at Sandy Hook Elementary School. The unfortunate reality is, is that this could happen to anyone. And I wouldn't want to wish it upon anyone. And we have we have solutions available to us now that can prevent it from happening to others. As a candidate, President Biden vowed to send a gun reform bill to Congress on day one. That has yet to happen. He will likely face several questions about gun control tomorrow when he hosts his first formal news conference. Margaret? Weijia Jiang at the White House. Now to new fears that progress in the fight against coronavirus may be stalling. That's because at the same time more Americans are getting vaccinated, public health officials are seeing another worrying trend. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. Tonight, there's concern as COVID cases rise in nearly half the country. And for the first time in weeks, the CDC's National Ensemble forecast is predicting deaths will not decline. When you're at that level, I don't think you can declare victory and say you've turned the corner. You've got to continue to do what we're doing. New studies show that fully vaccinated people can get COVID, but it's extremely rare. One study found that only seven fully vaccinated healthcare workers out of 15,000 in Los Angeles and San Diego tested positive for COVID. That's where we want to be. When as a country, we are at that level, we will have turned the corner. Today, 12 state attorneys general called on social media giants to block online vaccine conspiracy theories targeting people of color and black Americans, specifically members of communities who have suffered the worst health impacts of the virus. Those communities also suffering the worst inequities in education. We still have work to do, lots of work to do. You know, we know there are inequities to in-person learning New data release shows just over a quarter of white students are learning online, compared to nearly 60 percent of black and brown students that are learning remotely. It is no surprise. Elmer Roldan works with low-income schools in Los Angeles. Do you think this will initiate any real lasting change? I sure hope so. There's a real conversation today about, one, how much more we need to invest in our youth um, and our young people, but also the equity in how we distribute those dollars to support kids who have already lost so much. Here in New York City, the mayor announced today he will use federal pandemic recovery funds to make preschool free for three-year-olds beginning in the fall. Families who enroll are expected to save $10,000 in childcare costs. Margaret? Meg Oliver, thank you. 
Tonight, we're looking at the impact of the pandemic on women's health. Hundreds of thousands of cancer screenings and tests have been put off, with many facilities closed amid concern about the virus. CBS's Maria Villarreal continues our series, Women and the Pandemic. Be gentle. A cathartic moment for Rhonda Johnstone of Roswell, New Mexico, and her family. It was actually really special. Johnstone is 52 and battling cancer. This is an image of a mass of tumors in her right breast. What was the first fear that ran through your mind? I've got five little grandkids. I don't want to be here to watch them grow up. See? Six months passed before she was finally diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Got it? I've had to fight for testing. I've had to fight to be seen. I've just had to fight for answers. And I don't think that's fair. Johnstone is just one of hundreds of thousands whose cancer screenings were put off when the pandemic shut down clinics and labs. That means cases that should have been caught early were not. I'm seeing people with advanced cancers, cancers that are bleeding, cancers that are coming through the skin. Dr. Linda Ann Smith, a breast surgeon in Albuquerque, is now treating Johnstone. Okay. Johnstone is getting chemotherapy to shrink the tumors so Smith can operate. Everyone in cancer care will tell you that we're doing harder surgeries, sicker patients, people who've had to go through extensive treatment before we can take them to surgery. Experts predict the number of people who will die from breast and colorectal cancer in the U.S. will increase by nearly 10,000 over the next decade because of COVID-19's impact on cancer care. And yet these are the moments that give patients like Johnstone the strength to keep fighting. It doesn't seem like you're going to take this uh, sitting down, are you? No, I'm not. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it good. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Dallas, Texas. Severe storms are threatening more than 40 million Americans across the south. Central Texas is in the crosshairs for possible tornadoes tonight. And tomorrow, Alabama, Mississippi and Tennessee could be hit with tornadoes, hail and damaging winds. It's equal pay day, and some of the stars of the U.S. women's soccer team visited the White House. Earlier today, team member Megan Rapino told Congress pay discrimination is still very real for women, even for elite athletes. It may take days for an armada of tugboats to move a giant cargo ship wedged in the Suez Canal, and it could not have happened in a worse place. Twelve percent of world trade passes through this canal. Oil prices shot up 3% today because of the traffic jam. 25 recordings were chosen today for preservation in the Library of Congress. Among them, a number one song by the trailblazing female group LaBelle. CBS's Jim Axelrod caught up with them. It's the mid-70s and Patti LaBelle, Nona Hendrix and Sarah Dash are singing about women working in the world's oldest profession in New Orleans. Does it feel that long ago? Uh, Some days. It doesn't feel 47 years ago. I was going to say, is that all? (laughs) The song wrote its racy chorus to the top of the charts. I didn't know what Vuli Vukashevikwa meant. It meant, will you sleep with me tonight? If Patty really didn't know, she was one of the few. <laughs> it was the first French sentence I learned. <laughs> <laughs> but Lady Marmalade was about so much more. The hey sister, ghost sister, soul sister, 
really was affirmative because you have people from all backgrounds saying, go sister, go ahead, be who you are. When you've had a number one hit and been the first black female group on the cover of Rolling Stone, you know you've been successful. I feel so important today, as I'm sure Nona and Patty are feeling the same way. But this, this is something else. When we first started, we were hoping we got a job. But to be (laughs) inducted into the Library of Congress, do you know how big that is? For three black, fierce women? Hey. (laughs) Big for them, and should be for all of us. Jim Axelrod, CBS News. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, how the love of horses is helping children heal from emotional trauma. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. Thank you for watching and have a good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.